Good people and fellow students, welcome to the ninth episode of All That Yaz, a space for performance, craft, and showbiz, where news and reviews will be flowing from music, film, content, and all that yaz. Now, this week is an action-packed week that I'm quite excited about because for the second week in a row, I'm bringing you guys multiple exclusive previews. At this point, I think you guys know how much I enjoy doing these previews, the drama that I bring to them. And yeah, I, I think we have a good solid lineup for this week um, in terms of both music and film. As if you do not know, the Durban International Film Festival has already launched this week. I announced it in the last episode, but I won't be covering it in this episode because I want to give myself enough time to actually watch the movies, go to some of the panels to be able to actually give proper coverage on them. And I am employing all of you, people who are interested in world cinema, whether that be feature films, short films, documentaries, animations, whatever it may be, to please just go to the Durban International Film Festival, check out what is out there. You have access to movies for free for the next two weeks, movies which you want to have access to probably for at least another year or two to a couple of months. These are exclusives that you get to kind of watch and just see what is out there. Go onto the Durban International Film Festival site, I believe it's that.com or just Google that. Sign up and whatever movie you choose to watch, you can watch it for free for two days. You can literally just rent it for free for this amount of time. There's also panels. Some of the stuff that I'm looking forward to watching within this week include What Did You Dream, A Guide to Dining Out in Nairobi, Five Tiger, Murder in Paris, Pusha Press a Pundit. There are, there are a lot of movies. This is just like five, but they're like literally dozens upon dozens upon dozens, which I'm going to be talking about next week. But for this week on our lineup, we're going to be talking about 25K's debut album, Peli Makaveli. Benny Afro, who's released his brand new single and who has an album coming up, African America, which is a South African movie which came up on Netflix on Friday, Reka, Devil's Dope, and so, so much more in terms of exclusive previews. So sit back, relax, wherever it is that you are. I hope you are comfortable because we've got a lot of jazz to get into on all that yes. And we are on the radar. So on the radar is a space where we talk about upcoming or recently released projects within music, film, and television. And as always, we're going to start with film. This week, one of the biggest hyped local drama series launches, and I'm excited to see what this detective drama is going to give. I am talking about Mnet's Sunday night drama, Raker. Using Mnet's own words, Raker follows a brilliant but flawed crime profiler. Raker, played by Kim Ankelbrecht. Haunted by her past, she investigates a string of brutal murders committed by a serial killer in the sugarcane fields of KZN. Having previously been abducted when she was a child by a farmer played by Ian Glynn, she uses these traumatic experiences to enter the mind of Africa's most notorious criminals and turn them inside out. So I won't lie, I'm hyped for this purely for the fact that Emnet has been pushing the images of Kim Enkelbrecht and Ian Glenn on every catch of ad on all my Twitter ads. This has been a long time coming because I think they've been pushing this like quite well since about May-ish and now it's July and it looks like it's going to be a career-defining role for Kim Enkelbrecht who's always seemed like a really really good actress but has never gotten like a me as meaty of a role as what Raker looks like it's going to be and Emnet gave us my favorite local drama of last year with Still Breathing and 
and they haven't missed yet for me. So I'm definitely going to be tuning in to see what it is that this is going to be giving um, on Sunday night. Also coming out this week on the 29th of July is Showmax's first true crime docuseries, Devil's Dog. Now, I'm not sure if you guys ever heard about the appointment murders of the Krugersdorp's killings because, frankly, I think this piece of news missed me. But for four years, there was a continuous cycle of salespeople and consultants within Krugersdorp who were just continuously getting killed to the point where even other salespeople were terrified to book meetings because they didn't want to become the next victim of whatever serial murders were happening within the area so it's unraveling what that murder mystery is so if you're a person who's very interested in docu-series and docu-dramas and those types of crime investigation dramas i definitely say check it out i'm definitely very keen to check it out purely because i'm a sucker for a lot of these types of crime dramas and the psychology behind what goes around it and how all of these things are solved or even looked into and now wrapping up our film section of On The Radar is the release of an independent film on Netflix by the name of African America. Now African America is a film about a woman who goes to America to pursue her big dreams of acting and I think for me this is now the third intentionally transatlantic storyline like this that I know of following Zulu Wedding and Love By Trance and like Love By Trance it's primarily set within the US. Now. African America is a story that follows Nompumelelo Dube. The film begins on her wedding day, her traditional wedding day, where she's been given the duties of what a wife is and she clearly doesn't want to be there. She doesn't see a traditional wedding as an official wedding and she literally flees the ceremony to supposedly go and finish work that she's been requested to do. She's in HR. Her fiance and her best friend track her down and we find out that she has cold feet about becoming a wife and the notion of being bought as a wife. So when her fiance tells her that to him this is just a formality and he doesn't believe in those specific types of tradition, she goes on with the wedding. Now separately we also find out that she's always had dreams of becoming a Broadway star. She was even able to get an audition for Juilliard, her father was an artist who supported these dreams and took her to the audition but he has since passed away. So she kills this audition but months later finds out that she didn't make the cut through a rejection letter. So she has now settled into the life she has now 9 years later she's an HR professional with the fiance who's just gotten promoted her mother could not be more happy that is however until Numpumelelo finds out that her mother forged that rejection letter and that she was actually accepted to Juilliard this betrayal eats at her and now she wants to go for her second chance she begs her partner to go with her and at that juncture he then brings the traditions of being a wife so she then decides to flee she embezzles money from the payroll of the company she works at books herself a ticket to new york with no plan but a need to know could she have made it does she have the stuff that is the first 20 minutes of the film and that's the premise that we then follow as she tries making it in america so essentially this is a coming of age story and i really appreciate how ambitious this project must have been in its undertaking from the planning to the execution alone. I have to give this film its props. I think it's an important project in what it sets out to accomplish and some of the cultural conversations it chooses to have. However, I also have to be honest in saying that I didn't enjoy this movie as much as I wanted to and a lot of that had to do with the pacing. So it's not because I think the story is bad, but I believe this story was overstuffed 
for a movie. We really got a chance to breathe or really, or really like sit in the drama that this movie has. And in some cases, we didn't get the time to kind of fully set up or explore the drama. Like this movie literally kind of moves you from plot to plot to plot to plot to plot at a breakneck speed that there are specific things where you just kind of want to see the reaction or the thought process or what was happening because a lot of these things are greatly traumatic. In one movie, Lilo went from being a middle class HR professional to then becoming a domestic nanny in New York whilst constantly getting rejected at auditions. She completely abandons this fiance she's supposedly in love with as well as the entire support system to go to a new country where she knows no one until she meets this local hairdresser and the director's assistant Jay Kwan who become her romantic interest whilst her partner back home closes up with her best friend. She's subjected to various types of abuse and experiences a very acute sense of loneliness. She was effectively homeless for a stretch within the middle of the film before moving in with her partner that we have no idea what happened when she was homeless. We really get quiet moments or, con or contemplative moments to understand how these characters are navigating through the various traumas they're being put through within this film and there are a lot. But the plot moves at such a pace that we don't get those moments and I believe specifically with a story like this that is this type of coming of age. Those moments are very particular to bring us into the world which is why I personally wish that this could be turned into a miniseries or a once-off drama series because there is enough story to cover it in terms of also just filling up holes of what happened in between when we left one character and got to another. If we're to get this as a drama series, a lot of these moments could breathe and a lot of these unique experiences could be interrogated in terms of the intention, how we got there and all that type of stuff. It would also allow us enough room to live in this world with the characters because this film does offer a lot of beautiful moments. One of my favorites being a scene that's shared between um, her and Jay Kwan. It's a conversation about ownership and freedom spoken by two characters who at that point in time feel trapped within their situation and are literally wearing different shades of orange that hawk in incarceration. Or how beautiful and textual Lilo's addition is when she sings Easy As Life from Ida. Those are in very inspired choices and moments for both the character and the film, but I've also appreciated more still moments that explored her migrancy. What this shift in culture meant, even back home, how were they dealing with this massive betrayal because the repercussions reverberated and they reverberated strongly. I do think that this is a film worth watching because of how novel it is. I also think that people who like messy dramas will enjoy this because this story is thoroughly messy. It's filled with melodrama and I hope the same writers in the future can get a wider canvas that will allow the elements, those elements to breathe so that it can encompass the journey that Lelo specifically went through. And yeah, that is my thoughts upon African America. It is available on Netflix if you want to go check it out. And yeah, that is a wrap on our films and we shall get to the music. Kicking off our list of previews this week is a single by Praetorian rapper Lucky. This is off of his two-pack double L which released on Thursday. It is a song by the name of Scenes, produced by Beethoven. Uh, yeah, niggas said they getting that money. Do they even know what that mean? Bitches wanna tell me they love me. Aren't they tired of selling that dream? Niggas watch you moving so gully. Then they wanna be on my team. You know she can really get ugly. I don't wanna be in that scene. Yeah, niggas said they getting that money. Uh, do they even know what that means? Yeah. Bitches wanna tell me they love me, Ooh. but they tired of selling that dream. Yeah. Niggas watch you moving so gully, uh, then they wanna be on my team. Uh. You 
she can really get ugly. I don't wanna be in that scene. Man, niggas think that life's a movie. Act funny, Bugs Bunny, that's loony, toony. Lies on lies, they cannot seem to keep it truly. Shit is spooky, man, that's behind the beauty, uh. I love my bitches bad and bougie and the groupies But we don't smash the groupies, that's the Rougie Even though the ass is juicy Cause you know she ain't afraid to ask for sushi Like, I know he fucked in jacuzzi But how the hell did it become my duty To get you this and that cause you got booty Girl you woozy, time for you to slide toothy Cause then she want cash in hand Next thing you know she wanna get travel plans She wanna show off, then she get Chanel bags Ample bags from Mr. Rapper Man nah. Simply titled LL, Lucky dropped this two-pack of scenes and the 22 freestyle as a way of announcing that he will be dropping a tape on September 17. And I am mad at it. Man's is serving a young teaser, telling us the mains is on the way. What I've always enjoyed about Lucky is that he has this friendly yet cocky trauma about him. He's a smooth talker who likes to entertain. He'll give you bars, he'll throw in jokes, and consistently choose beats you just want to bounce to. He's an engaging storyteller who you can tell likes to have fun or at least give the appearance of fun with his music. So with this pack, he's merely reintroducing himself to us. It's light, it's fun, it gets the job done. It lets us know what space he's been in and what was specific with the song, what scenes he's not trying to be a part of anymore. And I'm psyched to see what he fully has in store. Again, this has been scenes by Lucky off of the two pack. If you liked what you've been listening to, definitely go and stream that out. And next up, we are keeping with Praetorian rappers and the debut album that came out this week. Peli Macaveli, Peli Macaveli, Peli Macaveli, Peli Macaveli. Listen, 25k dropped his debut album on Friday and statements were made, okay? Bangers were dropped and mission statements were given. Plenty of them actually, but the one that I'm going to use to kick off the segment is the opening segment of Apple Soda that begins with, I want the smoke. If you talk about trap, it's a statement that encapsulates a lot of the energy brimming within this record. 25k wants the smoke because he has the smoke. This is a man who comes from a place that's known for jacking, killing, robbing, whose booking fee is chum change in comparison to the money he makes from dealing white. Hailing himself as Peli's Machiavelli, 25k has unleashed a gangster rap album brimming with the brashness, attitude, and vigor that you would expect from the character that has been outlined. The trap was trapping. Zuchi Coke Dope unleashed a strong strain of trap bangers for 25k to swagger through as he tells us his journey from blowing up with Carl Travolta to where he is now, he makes enough nods to Tupac that it almost rivals the Wrecking Crew's long lost letter and the amount of homages paid to the West Coast legend, even going as far as interpolating California's love's choruses within one of the tracks. Within this record, he makes particular aim in detailing the pure poverty of Attridgeville and how that poverty acts as the breeding ground for the continuous violence we're exposed to within his surroundings and that he thrives within. 25k is blistering within his delivery. This is a man that's on the attack on a mission and is willing to get where he needs to get by any means necessary that's availed to him and his crew. There's not much else I can say about that because again, I ain't got the range, but I am patiently waiting for Aries Online to do what needs to be done for the culture within translation and for more content to be put out to support this era because honestly, he can run with this for a while. There are potential singles in here to mine from, visuals to give, and unique experiences to offer. This album is dripping with gasoline and I can't wait to see where it takes him and 
what happens the more time we have to grow with this project so if you haven't checked out Peli Machiavelli and you're a fan of trap music South African hip-hop Spitori I definitely urge you to go check that out it is definitely worth a listen our next preview is from an artist that keeps us within the worlds of Pretorian hip-hop, but with a completely different sound. The name of the artist is Equals, but there's a nine where the Q is meant to be. This week, Equals will be releasing a tape titled Dear Leap Year 2, and the song I'm about to preview is called Song Cry Toxic. It is the second song on the album featuring Simba C and produced by Fourthkind. Enjoy. What I touch, I destroy In the social, swimming sharks can't be coy Left or right, some decisions can't avoid Light me up a cigarette, attempt to drown out all the noise Where my heart these days is nothing but a void Had to keep it distant from you, you evoke my paranoia Collision course, why I'm headed straight for you Had to hit a U-turn, headed straight for the border Ask me straight, do you love me? Kinda sorta blank stay up in the ends I'm posting up on the sofa, purgatory state of mind Wake me up when it's over now Equals is the first artist that I'm covering purely from email submission. I have not heard of this artist prior to him actually sending me the music. He describes his style as cinematic with a heavy influence of early 90s boom bap and jazz. And I kind of agree with him. I agree with that sound that he's going for. The song that he originally sent me was a song which is already out called Faithless City, which came out last year. That track is fire. He sent it to me. It's currently still been on my playlist. I think it does a good job of contextualizing the sound that he's going for as well as what type of artist he may want to be. Now on to Dear Leap Year 2. This project comes out on the 31st of July, which I believe is next week, Saturday. It is five tracks long and it's just over 10 minutes long so each of the songs are roughly two minutes long within the two minutes range it's a very very brisk project Equals is a promising rapper and this project for me is a bit of a mixed bag holistically. I think each song individually has its merits and does a good job of showcasing the range of storytelling he has at his disposal. With that I like three of the five songs. So there's Kids which is a song in which he explores addiction to substances amongst the youth. He contrasts how that is portrayed against how he sees these actions, who these people are and the culture it lives in. It might actually be my favorite song on the album. Song Cry which is a song that's currently playing looks more introspectively towards his addiction he has with an ongoing situation he keeps returning to. And then there is Home which is a straight up boom bap influenced rap where him and Ovawa write that beat it's aspirational as he tells us more about his dreams and his journey. I love the vocal processing and the vocal production on those songs but all three of those songs in terms of messaging kind of look at things from a very different perspective which isn't a bad thing but when it's put together in the way that it was sequenced in this album I wasn't sure exactly what the bigger message is or if these songs are meant to be treated as anthological so i think that would be my main problem when i'm saying that individually they have its merits but put together they don't add up the same but again i do think equals is a promising rapper in fact i love his production choices the production across the project and everything i've heard from him thus far are a major highlight they're consistently engaging rich and immersive my only other qualm again uh, my only other main qualm might be with this project that some of these shots are just way too short and i wish they were longer to allow more of them to climax especially on tracks like home that have this very cinematic appeal the decadence of productions like those 
sometimes feels like it can build to a climax that we don't get but that's i think that's mainly a me thing all in all i do think equals has a market that he can appeal to especially amongst the more introspective hip-hop listeners i just don't think he's fully actualized it yet on an album still but i think when he does he can give a show-stopping body of work because a lot of the elements are already there within his music he just needs to endow us a little bit more going forth opening up and also just keeping things a little bit more focused or tying loose ends where things may not seem as focused so if you do like what you've been listening to i do implore you to check out dear leap year 2 which comes out this saturday on all streaming platforms by equals which is e9 ual's so the nine instead of a q and yeah that is my review of his project dear leap year 2 now last but not least in our string of previews is an afropop banger that came out on Friday by Benny Afro featuring 321. It is a track called Share My Love, and I'm here to share that love with you. So without further ado, here is Benny Afro with Share My Love. It's the love that I have for you. I do it cause I love you. I do it cause I want to. I do it, I do it, I do it. I want you to please, baby. This is adult contemporary Afropop realness. This song feels like comfort food to me. The food that gets you warm and fuzzy that shouldn't be having all the time but you still indulge. Yeah, it's Christmas and I've been overindulging and I don't care. I want the cholesterol. Share My Love continues to solidify the adult contemporary artist Benny Afro wants to be and I'm a fan of it. Like his earlier single, Yo, it's got that funk but Share My Love keeps it here with that mid-tempo groove. Mfundi Mbuli and Tlonipot Lamini produced a bang that just says have more and that's exactly what I did. Conceptually the track is simple, it's Afro's ode to sharing his love in a non-monogamous relationship. Man's is sharing his love. I love 321's verse, his tone and the flow he hits really elevates the track. The textual color he brings as he does the high harmony within the bridge and the final chorus the I do it as he riffs masterful. I like the artist that Benny chooses to pair himself with. The song is catchy and my favorite part of the song is the bridge and let me tell you why that bridge is prime for theatrical drama in a live setting and let me tell you why because you know it strips it down to the it's the love that i get for you benny is a multi-instrumentalist so i know that he can shred the guitar so if you were to literally just do that part everything's stripped down and then it leads into this this part that's playing in the background this this guitar solo 
and he indulges in it and just goes on and on and on and on and on like straight off to the bridge and then that leads to the chorus with the backup singers in the crowd singing share my love i see it i see a vision with this song i think that it can be a crowd pleaser it's one of my favorite benny afro songs and i definitely think it's a progression of his sound benny afro's yours truly drops this friday and the next song that i'm going to be playing is one of my personal favorites i think it's currently my personal favorite from him it's the fourth song it actually comes directly after share my love it features zinger and it is called melody Welcome to Africa, my home Where everybody wanna have a good time Where everybody wanna have a great time I miss it every time I go away Good times every time I link up Good times every time we show up Good times every time I link up oh, Every time we show up A really beautiful Afro pop record is coming out this Friday. Yours truly by Brini Afro. It's been three years in the making since he dropped his last body of work, so I'm excited to hear and see how this is received for his audiences. But this is Melody by Benny Afro featuring Zinger, one of my favorites, my current favorite on Yours Truly. And that is this week's roundup of all that. Yes, thank you so much for listening. I hope you found great value in it. I will definitely be back next week and probably maybe even before next week with more content because of the Durban International Film Festival. If you'd like to engage with me on social media, you can do so on Yaz the Student, which is Y-A-Z-Z the Student on all social platforms. If you want to engage with the podcast, you can also do so on all that yes podcast at gmail.com that is where you can send your um, submissions if you want to submit music i might be do i might be bringing in a new segment um in the future because i've gotten some segments which i don't think and i can fully encompass with everything without making this over long but do keep sending your submissions in i do see them and i'm going to interact with them um as well as follow our instagram page all that yes but without the a so a l that y z z on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I hope you found great value in it and I shall see you on the next episode.